0: Say, O oh Prophet وسلم, to who? To the people. So say "In kuntum if you to Allah if you love Allah. Do you love Allah? Do you? Yes. Then why did not you say anything? <laughs> so in kuntum to Allah, if you love Allah. Everyone claims to love Allah. Everyone says they love Allah. Why? Because we're supposed to love Allah. You ask a person who refuses to pray, salah, they will say, yes, I love God. But this is just a matter between me and Him. But I love God. You ask a person who is beating someone up, do you love God? Say, yes, of course we do. You ask a person who has a very high level of Iman, a very low level of Iman, You ask a person who is a Muslim or even not a Muslim, people of all faiths, what do they say? I love God. We love God. Those who believe in God love God. Is that so? Yes. Because it's a very, very easy claim to make. But the fact is that love means nothing if it's not both-sided. Do you understand? Love means nothing if it's not both-sided. You can claim to love someone, but if they don't love you back, then I'm sorry, that's not love that you have. You're gonna suffer a lot. Isn't that so? That a person loves someone, and that someone doesn't love them back. They're living in constant torture, constant pain. There's an incident we learn about in the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم about this couple, Barira and Murith. Barira was a woman and Murith was the man. And they were slaves and they were married. Okay? But the thing is that when a slave is freed, then they can even leave their slave spouse. Okay? So Barira was freed. And Murith was still a slave. So what did that mean? That Barira could just walk away from her marriage even. She was a free woman. She didn't have to be married to Murith anymore. So she said, that's it, I'm going to leave him, I'm going to leave everything, I'm a free person now. But Mughith loved Barira. He loved her so much that he used to cry. And he used to, you know, go in the streets, walking after Barira. That please don't leave me, begging her. And she'd be like, no, I'm going to leave you. She didn't love him, but he loved her. It became such a big deal that even the Prophet ﷺ requested Barira that please, you know, stay with Maurice And Barira said that, is this an order from you or is it an advice from you? He said, it's an advice. He said, I'm sorry, I don't need him. I don't want Maurice. I don't love him. But he loved her. So we see that when that love was not both-sided, what happened then? One was free and the other one was in pain and in torture. So, we think that if we say we love Allah, you know, we're something so great. But the fact is that love means nothing if Allah does not love us back. That claim is useless if Allah does not love us in return. So, greatness is not in just loving Allah, but it is in being loved by Allah. Kanal is not that tuhibbu that you love Allah, but that tuhabbu you are loved by Allah. So many people make this claim we love Allah, we love God, we love Him, because He created us, He gave us so much. So Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says, In kuntum اللَّهَ if you say that you love Allah, then you have to prove it then what do you have to do? you have to show it because every love demands what? proof you say to your husband I love you he says okay make me a nice dinner nah or if somebody says to you I love you I love you and then you ask them can you please do this for me and they say no then you start asking yourself what rubbish does he say he says he loves me but look at his actions I don't care for him or her, or whatever. So love demands what? Proof. So Allah also demands proof of His love from us. In kuntum تُحِبُّونَ Allaha, If you love Allah, then you have to show me. This is why some scholars, they have said, that this ayah is ayatul mihna. It is the ayah of the great test. The great test. People claim to love Allah. But do they really are we true in that claim or is it just a statement that everybody says that of Allah so we also follow them in saying that In Allah if you love Allah then what do you have to do fat then you better follow me me, as in who? The Prophet Because at the beginning of the Allah says, قُلْ The Prophet is being told to say to the people, that if you love Allah, then you follow me, as in follow the Prophet ﷺ. اتبعوني From the word اِتِّبَاع تَابَعِين تَبَع What does that mean? To follow. And in particular, it is to follow someone's footsteps. When it snows, and somebody has walked on the snow, then what do you see on the snow? footprints Ittibar is that wherever they have stepped wherever they have walked you walk on the exact same footprints is it easy to do that when you're walking across a big field come on you're walking across a big field there's so much snow let's say one foot deep and somebody just walked past and you can see the footprints so the snow is less over there wouldn't you rather walk over there Wouldn't you? Yes, you would. Because you won't be in much snow then, right? It will be easier for you. You won't have to struggle through the snow. So, we have to follow the Prophet وسلم if we claim to love Allah. The question is, why do we have to follow the Prophet وسلم? What does that have to do with loving Allah? What's the relationship here? What's the connection here? Use your mind, think quickly. What's the connection? Yes? Because the Prophet Wasallam, he told us what Allah likes. You see, love, what is it? It's basically a force that pulls you. Right? That pulls you towards what you love. So for example, you love your phone. It's sitting on the desk. You have to go to the washroom and you say, uh, Let me take that phone with me. And people use their phone even in the washrooms, which I believe is extremely disgusting. So why? Because they love that phone. They're so attached to them. So love pulls you towards itself, meaning the object of love. Now, if you love Allah, automatically your heart will be drawn towards who? Towards Allah. But can you see Him in this life? No. Can you follow Him in this life? I mean, of course, you can't follow Allah. Allah is God and we are creation. There's no resemblance between the two. Do you see what I mean? But if there's a person you love, what will you do? You will follow them, you will imitate them. If they're wearing a particular kind of hijab, you will wear that same color, that same style. Isn't it? People even get their hair made in the style of the person whom they love. Isn't it so? Is that true or not? What else do people do if they love someone? They They dress like them. They think they look like them. They want to be like them. I saw a video of this woman who uh, was so attached to her daughter, they were such good close friends that the mother, she said she wanted to be like her daughter, so she underwent plastic surgery to become like her daughter even physically. So when you love someone, then what happens? Your heart takes you there. Again, remember the heart is the king? So whenever the heart is attached somewhere, then the limbs will follow. Now, who should we follow? The Prophet Why follow him? Because he was the one whom Allah sent. He is the one who walked and talked and lived the Qur'an. So he was the one who walked, lived, talked the Qur'an. Aisha رضي الله what did she say? كَانَ خُلُقُهُ His character, his manner was the Qur'an. Right? He was the one whom Allah loved. The best of the prophets, the last of the prophets. So this is why فَاتَّبِعُونِ Follow me. Follow me in what respect? Follow the Prophet ﷺ in what way? In deen. So have the same deen as his. Same religion as is. In aqidah, in faith, in belief. So have the same faith as his. In statements, whatever he said, you say that too. In action, whatever he did, you do that too. And also in leaving. In leaving what he left. So in these five things we have to do ittibār. In deen, in aqidah, in faith, in action, in statement, and leaving what he left. But what happens? There are people who claim to love Allah, but yet they will not pray, they will not read Quran, they will not do umrah, you know, they will not give charity, they will not dress the way Allah wants them to, they will not do what the Prophet did. So is that a true claim? No, it's a false claim. Like I mentioned earlier, it's very easy to make that claim, but you have to. Prove it. So Follow me. Follow the Prophet What's the benefit of that? يُحْبِبْكُمُ Allah. Allah will love you. Allah will love you. You follow the Prophet wasallam, and Allah will love you. And when He will love you, then Then He will forgive you your sins. dhunub is the plural of ذَمْ and Thamb is a sin. Because when someone loves you, then what happens? They forgive you your mistakes. Isn't it so? So earlier in the previous verses we learned about sins and how you know, a person will be punished for them and they will be displayed on the day of judgment. So what's the solution then? Not commit sin? Is that the solution? Yes. But can we actually do that? Can you say that I never do wrong? And I will never commit a sin. Can you claim that? No, you can't. Because all the children of Adam are sinners. We all commit sin. Right? We all make mistakes. Even the Prophet ﷺ, he made mistakes as well sometimes. Like we learn that when the blind man came to him, he got upset and turned away. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not like that. So we all make mistakes. Then what's the solution? What's the solution then? Have your sins forgiven. How can that be? You follow the Prophet on Allah will love you. And when He loves you back, then everything is fine. يحبِدكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم. والله غفور rahim. And Allah is forgiving and merciful. He forgives and He is very merciful. Then Allah says, قُلْ sayْ Allah اللَّهَ Allah.' فَمْ إِطَاعَةً And إطاعة means obedience. اتباع is to follow and itara is to obey. What's the difference between following someone and obeying someone? If you follow someone on Twitter, is it because they've told you to follow them? If you like something or someone, is it because they've told you to? No. But itara, obedience, is when someone tells you to obey them. So ittiba is following someone even without being told, and ita is to obey the instruction, the command. So atiyya Allah wa Rasul, obey Allah and the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. People say it's enough to obey Allah; we don't have to obey the Messenger. No, you have to obey, and not just obey, but you have to follow, because a person might say, "What oh, did the Prophet, sallallahu say?" Did he say that we have to do this or we cannot do that? Even if he did not say, if he did it himself, we have to do it. If he left it, then we have to leave it too. This is اتبار. You understand? Like for example in prayer, in the salah, Let's say a particular dua that the Prophet وسلم read. You might find in the reports, in the ahadith that the Prophet ﷺ did not tell the people that when you are in this position of salah, then you should say such and such. But that a companion narrated, the Prophet ﷺ said this in this position. But do we have to follow him anyway? Yes, we do. Whether he commanded us or he did not. So, قُلْ أَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَالْرَسُولُ فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا And if they turn away, meaning they don't obey Allah, they don't obey the Messenger, That indeed Allah does not love the kafirin. Kafirin is a plural of kafir. And who are kafirin? Those who disbelieve. But remember the meaning of kufr? Does it just mean disbelief? It also means kufr. It also means, I heard something from the side, ingratitude, being ungrateful. So Allah does not love the ungrateful ones, those who refuse, those who disbelieve. Who are the kafirin? Those who don't love Allah. Those who don't obey Allah. Those who don't obey the messenger. Those who don't follow the messenger. So you see, all people claim to love Allah. Some people are true in their claim and others are false in their claim. Meaning they don't mean it, they just say it. Who are those who are true in their claim? Those who follow Allah and His messenger. What happens to them? Allah loves them and He forgives them. Who are false in their claim? Those who just say that they love Allah but they don't obey Allah, they don't obey the Messenger, they don't believe in Him, they don't follow Him, they don't listen to Him, nothing. So what's their end result? Allah does not love them. And when Allah does not love a person, then imagine what His end will be. Imagine that Allah does not love a person. What can He do? how can he be saved? How can he ever be successful in this life or in the next? He can never be. So, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْكَافِرِينَ So what do we learn in these two verses? What do we learn? That we have to follow the Prophet وسلم, And that is proof of loving Allah ta'ala. In the hadith we learn that a person's iman is not complete. La yu'minu ahadukum. A person's iman is not complete unless the Prophet becomes most beloved to him. More than himself, more than his children, more than his wealth and all of mankind. The Prophet should be more beloved to him. Why? Because Allah loved him. His life was uswatun hasana. The best example that we can follow. So let's listen to the recitation. قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونَيْ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ قُلْ أَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولٌ فَإِنْ تَوَلَّوْا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ so I'm going to share a couple of hadith on uh, the love of the Prophet ﷺ and following the sunnah. This hadith is narrated in Ibn Majah. And Abdullah ibn Mughaffal anhu he narrates that his nephew was sitting beside him throwing pebbles. Abdullah forbade him and he said that the Messenger of Allah ﷺ prohibited us from doing this. Uh, that means throwing pebbles. He further said, by doing this you cannot hunt an animal, nor will your enemy suffer any loss. Rather, someone's tooth could break or someone's eye could be impaired. His nephew resumed throwing t- pebbles. And Abdullah said, I told you that the Messenger of Allah ﷺ prohibited us from doing this, and you are doing it again. Henceforth, I shall never speak to you. So he told his uh, nephew the command of the Prophet ﷺ and he ignored it. And Abdullah bin Anhu, he took the command of the Prophet ﷺ so close to heart that he said between me and you there's nothing anymore. So we see that the Sahaba they didn't just love Allah they proved their love. They showed their love. How? By following the Prophet Wasallam, And they didn't follow him you know, in just a few things. But rather they held on to his sunnah. They clung to his sunnah. They believed, they were certain of the fact that if you follow the sunnah, only then you're successful. And if you oppose the sunnah in any way, if you contradict in any way, then you are unsuccessful. You will be a big failure in this life and the next. So this is why, even if it was something small as throwing pebbles, they took that so seriously. If I were to ask you, tell me 10 sunnahs right now. Maybe you can come up with 10. If I asked you, tell me 50. Tell me 100. I see surprise and shock On the faces of some of you Yes, there are more sunnas than that Many, many more But we claim to love Allah And yet we are ignorant of the sunnah You know like I mentioned earlier That gray area in your life If you lived your life properly Then that gray area would actually be good deeds And you know how you can make that proper? By following the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ For example how much time do you take in dressing up? In getting ready? How much time? 15 minutes maybe? Now let's say you're ironing your clothes, everything, doing will do, everything, you know, washing yourself up, shower, whatever, half an hour let's say take. Every day you spend half an hour to 45 minutes getting ready A to Z, okay? That time, if you got ready in the proper way according to Sunnah of the Prophet that time would actually be what? Ribadah. How? How can you do that? By developing sunnah habits. How? That if you pick up a pair of clothes that you want to wear, you pick them up with the right hand. Why? Because the Prophet used to love to do things with the right hand. Okay, you took the clothes, now you're ironing them. The Prophet instructed us that when we do something important then we should say, Bismillah. So we are always afraid of ironing clothes we might burn them, might ruin them, might whatever. So, Bismillah You're ironing the clothes That whole time can be spent ibadah If you said Bismillah Okay In following the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. You're ironing That time could be spent just ironing And complaining about Why do I have to iron my clothes myself Or why do I have to iron anyway Or you could spend that time Using your mouse In saying something That the Prophet ﷺ said I.e. Dikr. Right Then you go into the shower You could step into the washroom with your right foot or your left foot. If you step in with the left foot, that could be following the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Then you could brush your teeth again or not brush your teeth. You say, oh, I brush in the morning. No, but you brush your teeth again. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ used to continuously clean his teeth throughout the day. And then one is that you use a toothbrush and the other is that you use a miswak. And believe me, if you do miswak properly and floss and use a mouthwash after, you don't need a toothbrush. You don't need it. It's much better for your teeth and your gums because the miswak is much softer. What we do is we take a very strong toothpaste and the hardest toothbrush we can find and we damage our gums and with that strong taste in your mouth, you know, we think that our teeth are clean, whereas they're not in reality clean. When you do miswak, then you have to really clean your teeth. You just floss and use a mouthwash at the end. So you're doing miswak following the sunnah. Those 10 minutes spent in cleaning your mouth, ibadah when you taking a shower you could take a shower in the same way which is when with the prophet الله عليه وسلم he took a bath you know first he washed himself he did wudu then pouring water on the head and on the body beginning from the right side and the left side so we could do that the entire shower could become ribada do you see what i mean so this can only come if we love allah it's two sided you love Allah, then only can you follow the sunnah. When you follow the sunnah, then Allah will love you. So what is the connection between your love and Allah's love for you? The sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. He is between. Those who follow, accept him, follow him, they get the love of Allah. And those who try to skip him, avoid him, ignore him, do they get to Allah? No, they don't. So we can only follow the sunnah if we love Allah. And if we know what the sunnah is. What is important then? To study the sunnah. Because if we don't know, we can't follow. Because less and until we study the hadith, we cannot get to know the Prophet وسلم. When we don't know him, we can't follow him. If we don't follow him, then our claim of loving Allah is not true. Allah doesn't accept it. Allah rejects that claim. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who are truthful in their claim, who follow the sunnah, and who deserve the love of Allah so that our sins can be forgiven subhanakallahu wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah